business inspiration for architects, engineers, and contractors. Hello, I'm Philip Wiley, and my guest is construction manager Thomas O'Connor, who works for Colin Construction in Ireland. Thomas, in June, you were awarded the title Construction Manager of the Year. Please tell us about your achievements that led to this award. I suppose it's, it's difficult, Philip, to put it down to any one particular achievement, but there was quite a lot of, um, I suppose, place that had to fall into place to make this project work. It was a 110 kV substation, 310 kV substations for the national uh, grid here in Ireland. And I suppose the, the chief achievements of it was it had to be delivered on time, on budget and on uh, specification. So I suppose we, we ticked all those particular boxes on the, on the triple constraints and um, it, it appealed to the judges, I suppose, basically that it did, did, did what it said on the tin. We delivered it within the 12-month period. It should have been three, three years. But uh, that, that's basically the way it happened. So how, how actually did you manage to achieve that? I mean, that's a remarkable achievement. Well, I suppose we had to really, I suppose, embrace the project, as did all the, the stakeholders who we engaged from a very early stage. It wasn't a traditional uh, construction project. It was a design and build, but we had to be ready to go from, from day one, literally hit the ground running, which meant uh, quite a lot of negotiations with the, the energy suppliers over here in Ireland, uh, namely AirGrid and ESB Networks, who between the two of them controlled the, the national grid here. So it was a case of managing their expectations and uh, bringing them along uh, with the process, which wasn't easy, but to be fair to them, they, they bought into it um, from an early stage, which was unprecedented. And to give them their due, they they helped us along as well by, by um, I suppose, making the path a little bit easier than it normally would be. But I, I think that's more down to our badgering at the very early stages because of the, the complexities of the project and the importance of the project. Okay, and, and and you were personally involved in the negotiation processes, were you? Yes, I, I had the unhappy uh, task of being the, the, I suppose, the leader of the project, if you like. So I had to negotiate with everybody effectively, from the client to the stakeholders and to the um, AirGrid and ESB networks. So effectively, yeah, I was the the chief negotiator from from start to finish on the project. Excellent. Uh, Thomas, could you give us some background to your, to your career before your current position with, with Colin Construction? Um, I suppose it's, it's been a varied and, and uh, different career, I suppose. Prior to, to Colin Construction, I spent four years in the Dublin Institute of Technology as a, a lecturer. And I suppose, <laughs> a bit of a cliche, I suppose, I was giving back a little bit to the industry that, that I'd learned over the last couple of years. Hmm. And purely by accident, I suppose, I ended up as a lecturer because the industry had literally fallen apart here in Ireland from 2008, as, as pretty much the rest of the world. But I was lucky enough that I, I got a position in the, the Dublin Institute of Technology and, and spent four years lecturing, which was a, an excellent, I suppose, four years. And I was teaching young uh, engineers hmm. how to be an engineer in the real industry. And ironically, I suppose, I came across a few of them during the... <laughs> The, the build of this particular project that I was um, involved in for the, the Construction Manager of the Year Award. So it's, 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 it's an irony. It's a small world that just goes around and around. But prior to that, I worked as a project manager with a company called Lafferty Project Management on the mm -hmm. client side. 
uh, working on developments for a major developer here in Ireland on uh, shopping centres and theatres and various other complex projects. And that in itself was um, quite demanding and, and rewarding in its own way. And then prior to that, I worked for another main construction company in Ireland uh, for about 12 years as a building services manager. So effectively, I'm 36-odd 30, years in the, in the industry, really. Wow, yeah, very interesting career background. And, and what, what would you say has been the biggest challenge in your career to date? And maybe you could give us some idea of how you dealt with these challenges. I suppose, take it in, in terms of the different jobs that I've held, they've all had their own uh, challenges. The, the lecturing was probably a, a huge challenge for me because it was totally different to what I'd been used to. Mm. Um, you know, construction, I grew up with construction. I could eat and drink that, no problem. But mm. uh, to be thrown in a, as a lecturer uh, to try and teach people that, you know, I had no, I suppose, uh, experience beforehand. But... The way I dealt with it, I suppose, was because of my experience in the industry, I was able to come across to these new students, up-and-coming engineers in the industry, that this is actually how you build something, this is how you manage something, and here's what we did in real life, as opposed to being able to tell them, you know, I want you to reach page 22, which will tell you how to put together a project team, so I could physically, you know, relay my experience to these guys, and that, that worked out very well. And I suppose the, the last challenge of building these substations was in itself by far the most taxing and demanding project that I've ever been on because of the timescales and the complexities involved. But again, using the, the people that were on the team, it, it made it a little bit easier. Everybody embraced the project, and that's what I encourage them to do, take ownership of various stages of the project and uh, basically in, enjoy it and, in, and make it happen. Okay. And... Um what what would you say that have been the main trends in the construction industry that you have noticed during your career, Thomas? I suppose within 36 years, we've had bust, boom, bust, effectively, as everybody knows, and I suppose worldwide. But back in the 80s in Ireland, there wasn't a whole lot of construction work going on. It was it had kind of hit rock bottom again back then. And pretty much as we are now, we're stuck bounced along the bottom for a couple of years, hit the boom, and made the most of the boom for, for as, as short or as long a period as it was. And here we are again on, on the, the flip side of it, um, looking down, or I suppose looking up from the chasm. I think if you're asking about trends, it's, it's, it's a cliche. It's, it's boom, bust, boom, bust. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's cyclical. Unfortunately, it's the nature of the industry, and it's the nature of not just this country, in, in, in all countries. Um, but, you know, having said that, the biggest trend I can see right now is that Ireland is starting to emerge from its last five years of bust, and we, we've learned a lot from it. Hmm. And hopefully, going forward, we can, you know, hopefully avoid uh, the same pitfalls where we were throwing these huge lifelines of major projects out there and everybody jumped in on it. Now they'll be a little bit more guided, I suppose, and people will choose carefully in the projects going forward. Hmm. And I think that's a major trend. Yes. And, and, and as a matter of interest, what are the main ways that, that you're managing to su survive the, these difficult economic circumstances, other, other than just working a lot harder? Well, not just working harder, Philip, I suppose, working wiser and, and uh, you know, managing better. Mm. Mm. You tend to take a step back and have a look at the big picture, whereas I think and I think everybody was guilty of it during the boom, that we just went headlong mm. into this major uh, build 
and I think everybody was was guilty of the same thing worldwide. But now we're 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 taking a deep breath for every project that's out there, and we're looking at it and say, well, can we do it? Is it worth doing? And you know, is it going to overall keep the the longevity of the company going? And I suppose we we've been very lucky that uh, Connor Construction haven't been touched by the. I suppose the the fall in the industry. We've been very lucky that we've had a number of clients that have we've kept going with, namely on on these uh, particular complex projects. But there have been other companies out there in the industry that have have fallen off the edge, if you like. But mm. I think a lot of people have seen and learned from that, and mm. hopefully we'll all learn from that. And and as I say, take a deep breath and and be selective of what what we get involved in going forward. Okay. And do you have any predictions for the construction industry? I think the construction industry has come in for an awful lot of uh, bad press over the last couple of years, saying that we we put all eggs into one basket. And, you know, but uh, that being said, it has given a lot of people a lot of employment. It has given a lot of diversity to the the country, and I believe it's going to do it again. We depend, and we have to move forward. We have to rebuild. We have to take on major construction challenges out there. We have to shape the country and, and the people that, that get involved in it. And, you know, I've, I've seen the, the young engineers coming up to graduations over the last four years in the Institute of Technology. And these guys want to work in the country. They want to work in the industry. And I, I think the industry will survive, albeit not in the same uh, format that it has been for the last maybe 20-odd years. But I think it'll be a, a leaner, meaner and smarter industry out there. And I think, I think the country still will depend heavily on, on construction. But not as heavily, you know, it, it won't form a major part of our GDP as it has in the past. Mm. But certainly, it'll it'll be a major player, and and, and rightly so, uh, going forward. Mm. Mm. And Thomas, what what are your main tips for construction managers who want to get ahead in their careers, as you have done? I suppose it, it's it's developing your personality, Philip. I mean, to mm. me, working on this particular project, the the 110 station, there were so many diverse. Uh, personalities out there that you couldn't afford to to wind anybody up or fall out with anybody effectively. Mm. And when the team came together, we, we, I kind of plagiarized a, a statement from from Harry S. Truman. You know, to use a cliche, just I, I told these guys, it's amazing what you can achieve if you don't care who gets the credit. And I think that that's a huge thing out there. Like, instead of having individuals looking to build their own egos effectively to make a, a project be successful. You have to be part of the team and you have to manage the team. And you have to bring the team along with you. You can't operate as an island. You can't operate on your own. And you don't know it all effectively. But, you know, if, if you were, my advice to people is obviously is to have surround yourself with people that know how to do all of these projects and, and how to work with it within a team. And not to sound too much of a cliche, but, you know, team is important and for guys to not operate as an individual out there, but to, to bring your team along with them and be part of the team as opposed to standing up there and, and issuing diktats, because that, in my opinion and my experience, doesn't work. Mm. I think if, we'd, uh, if I'd have developed uh, the attitude that um, this, is, this is the way I want it done, I don't think the project would have succeeded. I think you know, we had to take everybody's opinion into account and mm. you know, make the decisions uh, based on, on everybody's opinions. Mm. But still, you had to manage those opinions from people. But you know, they were involved in it, and I think that's important. And I suppose... That would be my biggest advice to any prospective um, project manager out there: is build the team, you know, give the team the power, mm. you know, and, and empower them all out there. Mm. But don't be caught up on one person achieving a major goal. You can't do it alone. You need the team. Sure, sure. 
Well, thank you very much, Thomas O'Connor. My, my name is Philip Wiley, interviewing on behalf of AEC Business. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot, Philip.